Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Kelly Popo. Uh, I met Kelly from Performance Tackle from uh, Joe and Mark. And uh, the day I met him, you'll hear on the podcast, was through Ken, West Coast Tuna. He invited me to his birthday. Uh, uh, I think it's a bruisey in Buena Park. It's about my house. So me and my wife went and we were talking about Santa Claus and uh, Kelly told me about Sancho Claus. He says, Sancho Claus comes in your house in the back door and get your lady. <laughs> so it, 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 it's a great one. I, I really like this podcast. Uh, we did it live at the studio, and uh, it was a fun time, man. Uh, we did the next couple episodes live. So upcoming, we have uh, Big Gus is coming back on. Uh, Garrett Ching, uh Team No Remorse, so he's Bobby's partner, but he's got a pretty cool story about surf fishing. Uh, you know, you guys know, you hear me all the time in my fucking mouth about surf fishing, and uh, he did it kind of before I did, so he has a great story. And we have uh, T, T Fishes, Fish All Brown, High Rod, and he kind of tells you a story. It's a great time. So uh, keep an ear out for that. We got a couple more coming. I think we have Alex from Realistic Raps. We have uh, Brian Lipke from uh, a band called Bleeding Through, and he's a buddy of mine from when we played music, and he's a big kayak fisher, and I think he's won, God, I think a couple of the KBF tournaments down in San Diego, but yeah. Uh, again, thanks for listening. If you could do me a favor, give me five-star review on the, or give us a five-star review on iTunes, a positive one, that'd be nice. And uh, I appreciate that. And I hope you guys like this one. And see you next week. Drink a couple beers. Right? The last time I met you, though, you had a different name. So we were talking about Santa Claus coming in. Uh, we went to a dinner for our buddy Ken. <laughs> Sushi night. Uh, West Coast Tuna. And uh, we went to his, his dinner, and uh, we were talking about Santa Claus. And you had a different take on Santa Claus. You called him Sancho Claus. Sancho Claus. <laughs> you come into the middle of the come, night and take your lady. The, come in the back door. <laughs> oh, shit. Forget the cookies and milk. <laughs> Which is great. But uh, let's to the serious subject. I mean, you've been doing this for a minute, man. Uh, a lot of people know you because you've been fish, bass fishing for how long now? Gosh. A long time. Yeah, right? You're going to make me feel like you're going to put me in my grave already. <laughs> 
<laughs> already got one foot in. Uh, and the the way I met I met him is uh, Kelly is through uh, Mark Higashi <clears throat> and Joe at performance. Uh, you know Mark for a minute then. Oh yeah, since he was wet behind the ears. Oh man, I like hearing about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we, we got we got some t- we got we got times. Yeah, a lot of history too. Some good trips. I mean, when we the two of us, we hardly fish together. But mm-hmm. when we do, we either win money or I always catch big fish. There it's, you go. <laughs> it's, it's 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 kind of crazy, but we fish really good together. You have no idea a guy like that to have as a team player with you and as a teammate. A teammate, oh, he'd be the best. I, he's oh. he's the he's the best. He's he's so versatile and flows with anything that you got coming, and he will make the best out of whatever you give him. He'll make the best out of it. I relate to that. I know. I I do the same thing, and to have that skill and ability, just knowledge, time on the water. Yeah, and, and you know, and you go out and fish. You just fish. You go fishing. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. You you make all these plans and try to figure this and that out. Yeah, you can figure it all out in paper and put it down before you get and hit the water. But by the time you get on the water, oh, it's a whole different story. Right, right. You got to fish the moment, the minute. Yeah, you got to think about that. And I mean, you've been doing it for a long time, and and you've seen a lot. So I mean, you've been you've been you're you seem like a very humble dude. The the times I met you, and you know. Again, I, I haven't been into the whole scene that long, maybe two or three years. I've been fishing for about 10, and uh, but I never dipped into like knowing everybody. But you seem like a very humble dude and almost quiet, like kind of down low. You, you don't need any recognition. I don't, like right? the, I don't like to blow my horn. Yeah, right. I mean, to be honest with you, when everybody goes that way, I go this way. Yeah. You know, and in the tournament thing too, you don't follow crowds or I don't want, I don't. I just rather go fish, and yeah, just, I, and I and I make the best of it and find my own fish. Try to try to do that as best as possible. I don't care if I'm, I'm tournament fishing or I'm fun fishing or whatever it is, and I still have that approach, that tournament mentality, of that grind and in focusing and getting everything lined up. You know, as far as your equipment mm-hmm. into detail. I mean, I critique my stuff and just I never stop critiquing, improving, and refining from your components uh when it comes to your um material whatever you're using your tackle and then you apply all that before you get to the water mm-hmm. and you set yourself up because you don't want error and i don't care if you're fun fishing or tournament fishing we put a lot of money in this thing and if you go out there and you break off a big fish or for some stupid reason on a day a fun day fishing and then you end up having a tough day. It's like that one bite would have made your day. Yeah. And it could have been a five pounder. It could have been an eight pounder, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that one bite. And that's the drive that keeps you coming back. Yeah. To lose that because of, oh, I didn't retire from the last time out. Oh, I, I used the wrong light, the wrong line. Yeah. You know, just things like that. I I don't care what. Tonight I'll go in and I'll, I'll fine tune my stuff. Every time I go out. You know, I change up my leaders. My no t- matter if it's a tournament or you're fun fishing, no. you're, you're gonna you're gonna get ready the same way every time. I I don't yeah I don't spend as much time, but I definitely get things lined up because I don't care. I can make the best plans and then turn it around, and hit the water, and it's like wow. You start putting stuff away. You're like man, yeah. I can't even do this. It's just like you have to change for the moment. Yeah, like, constantly. You know, so you shoot from the fly. I'm a junk fisherman. I mean, I consider myself a good junk fisherman. You know? Explain what that term is to in case I mean people don't know what a junk fisherman is. 
being versatile, shoot from the fly. I'll have eight, nine rods out on the deck. And in that given day, if I don't use all eight or nine of those rods, I'll use the majority of them, and I'll catch a fish on just about every one of them, doing a whole different type of technique. Presentation, everything. And that's a junk fisherman. When you're going to have a flipping stick in your hand, turn around and have a six-pound spinning rod. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got one in each hand. To change up like that, that's... But you got to read water. You got to know how to re read the water. Read how the did you... So how did you... Uh, you do that now. You fish that way when you go out. Say you're going to go out tomorrow. Way. I fish that way all the time. So how did you learn how to figure out the big bait game? Because that takes a whole nother, I think, a, That's a, a turn, right? Yeah, you're committing to something it's a else. Commitment. Yeah. It's, a, it's a commitment, but it's something that you have to prepare yourself mentally and know what you're getting yourself into mechanically, physically. If you don't have all that ability, you know, if it's to say is you're not going to do that well. You got to have the makeup and, and you have in here. Yeah. You know. But one thing I want to tell you there real quick is that for all the all the youngsters out there and up and coming, but you know, this this sport is humbling. I don't care at any level. It's it's the game of life. It will help you in life. And you're born with this God-given gift to fish. Mhm. And there's the people that have it, they know it's right here. And they know. And and people that know you and know you well, they know you got that gift. It's the ones that cut that try to break into it and go through the motions and you know, they don't have the heart for it. They don't have the, the it's I mean it's running. When you say heart it, for heart for heart for the sport, do you <clears throat> mean almost like uh having the will but at the same time giving back the way you should? Yes. You, yeah. It's a give and take. Yes. It's a give and take. And I did that way back in the day in the tournament thing too. I spent time with kids. Kids are so excited. They see your whole rig and they're all, you know, just waiting at a tournament and I'll put them in my boat. And the next minute I'm giving them worms and hooks and weights awesome. and great. Send them on their way. Yeah. Why not? I never had that. Nobody ever did that for me. Yeah. So back in the day I did that. You know, I spent time with that. That's the next generation. But you know what? You do that for 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 one person, that one person that takes that, they'll never forget. They'll never forget you. Yeah. They never will. To this day in up north, there's so many guys that remember me when I travel up there, tackle shops, even though I can go to Clear Lake out there, people come off their dock and say hi to me. Like I wow. like I don't, you know, it's like I can't remember all of it, but it's nice that the people still remember you. And and they welcome you, you know, and that's yeah. important. That really is important. But having that mindset is a whole different story because I feel like the bigger you get, the bigger ego can get maybe, you well, know, and, and, and I'm sure it happens with anyone. Like I call my, my term is big dicking. You get big dick by someone. That means they fucking are too good for you. They big dick you. And I'm sure that's easy to do when your ego gets big, when you have so many f people that love you or follow you or, you know, and you forget like, hey, man, this is just something that you love that you got to share with someone else, you know, and not have that big ego, you know. That's true. It, it's it's that's another thing, too. Either you you've been humbled and that's the problem. A lot of men. And, I, and I'm going to tell you flat out, that's how you get humbled. You need to get your ass knocked on the ground. 
You, you literally, <laughs> you know, so you know there's going to be somebody bigger, better than you, no matter, and whatever, whatever avenue, right, right. wherever you go. Yeah, you can beat your chest and this and that, but I don't care what. On any given day, on the ground, on the land, on the water, there's somebody going to kick your ass. Or they're gonna I don't care what you're going to do. Or they're going to catch that bigger fish in that's, you. And that's just what I'm, yeah, that's yeah. on the water, yeah, yeah, off exactly, the water, exactly, on the ground. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're going to do it. So you have to realize, and, and, you, and I got the scars and the wounds yeah. from my battles and my mistakes. Do you think you did that when you were younger? You think you beat your chest? No, no. But I'm Never. saying I no, have I'm the, just asking. I have, asking, I have like, the wounds and the battles from from just the travels that I've had to go through and endure and the things I've witnessed and seen and you know, and people how people are and just yeah. you know what happens, you know, and I've seen all that and endured a lot of things too. It took a lot of shit too, but yet I didn't wanna you know, I wanted to uh, I you got sponsors and people are looking at you too, you gotta be careful and you know, I it cost me a couple boats, put it to you that way. Wow. You know, honestly, uh, just not holding my ground. I look back now and easy two two boats, maybe three boats at least. Do you think from but, not holding your ground from trying to be too nice? Well, you know what I call it is just is is more like from my generation is just respect. It's respect. It's funny because what you had to say and Butch had to say is pretty much the same thing. It's I think it's a it's an old school mentality that maybe it's a little lost by some guys. And I'm not trying to shit on no one, you know, like I'm nobody. I'm a fucking retard idiot. You know, I'm, I'm just, I like talking to dudes. I'm trying to say from what I've heard from people is like, I always give respect no matter what, who, who you are. You know, like I, if I don't know you, I give you respect until you show me that I don't have to give it to you. It's mutual. And I feel like some of that's lost today. Even just interviewing Butch. I mean, he's pretty old school. Uh, Bill Samantal. I know there's a lot of uh, drama behind him, but he kind of said the same thing. You're saying the same thing. I think it's an old school way of thinking, maybe, you know, like showing that little bit of respect goes a long way, you know? Well, there was more back then than there is now. Yeah. And it's a whole new world we live in. I'm walking on a different planet, and it's hard for me at times, you know? And I'm dealing with it. My dad warned me about it many, many years ago. Everything he told me was happening. What was coming is happening. Yeah. And I'm seeing it in all shapes and form and from skilled labor to how just to help in just everyday life, you know, right, man. It, it's falling apart, man. Even walking into stores or kids, like I said before, I had kids just like drive by my front yard and just walk in the middle of the street. Don't give a shit. No respect. <laughs> you know, you're honking the horn. They go, fuck you. And I go, really? You little shit? You know, like. You can't drive down the street. They want to take up the, they want to walk down the middle of the street like, hey, you're going to wait. On, you're on my time. <laughs> I'm like, really? And they'll walk like it's tombs, the movie Tombstone. <laughs> they're all lined hey, up. They think they're fucking I, Doc Holliday and hey, shit. <laughs> I, every day, every, every day I deal with that shit. You know what? I just, I wish I grew, I wish I was around those days in, uh, in the wild, wild west. Hey, an eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth, right? Justice, man. Hey, they'd call you the fucking gunslinger, right? Oh, it would, I would. Hey, be, they'd I be would, like, "Here I comes would. fucking Sancho Claus. He's gonna shoot your fucking head, bro." I'd be no, I'd be I'd be the modern day Doc Holliday. Oh fuck, you got the hair, bro. Shit. <laughs> let's now that we've complained all the time and, and fucked off. Let's get back to fishing. So you taking me? You taking me over the bridge I'm again? Sorry, on dude, the I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, man. We're on the edge already. You see? Yeah, I'm trying to calm Shit, you down I, with that Jack Daniels, Tennessee, bro. Right? <laughs> there you go. Um, 
But the real reason I wanted to get you on is because I feel like you have a lot of history. Everyone says you've had a lot of history doing the. Uh, a lot of people listen. Let's start with uh, Castaic, man. You kind of seen it happen from the get go, right? Since day one. Did you see it open? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I was there on the bank. We were fishing for trout. My dad took me. What we, year we was lined, this? We lined up. Do you remember we, the year by any it was chance? 73. We, we lined up on the dam. It was solid wall to wall, elbow to elbow, asshole to asshole. Fuck. I mean, you just had three feet on each side to cast. And a small trout was 14 inches, a small one. I mean, they were pulling in 18, 20 inch, 22 inch trout. It was wow. crazy. That so, was that you know the beginning of casting for me, and then it evolved into the bass fishing end. Of did it. you grow up down that way, San Fernando Valley? Okay, so I had Castaic, Piru, Casitas, and those those were the three that I fished. Mm. You know, one did a <clears throat> one did the bass thing take over for you, so where you're like, oh fuck this trout shit, I want to. Well, you know, um, I hooked up uh, with Leonard Irwin back in '73. He had a little aluminum boat, and then I converted his boat into a bass boat. Who, who's Leonard Irwin? Just a, just a, a guy that I met through. Just one a of, buddy. Guy that, that was I, no, went up through one of my guys at school. Okay, back in the day. This is, know, and how old were you at this time? I was like fourteen. Shit. And then, he, and then Scott went out the deep end and freaking took a trip and never came back. And you know, and that was your other boy. Yeah, he was the one who hooked me up with Leonard. Okay, and he went off the deep end. You know, I'm sure he's not even alive, but. I mean that's the kind of shit I came from, you know. But the fishing's always—that's the thing. The fishing is already brought. Me Do you back. want to know it what's brought, funny is that uh, when I grew up, I I uh, I went to Cal High in Whittier, South Whittier. Yeah. Um, and the dudes that I would talk to, like the Cholos, almost would fish. So there was Whittier Narrows Golf Course, and they'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna go fucking jump the fence and fish bass." I'm fucking sixteen. That's one thing that connects you with dudes. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't yeah. There's no. There are people that like. I meet some ghetto fuckers. They'll be like, I love <clears throat> fishing. You know, like they don't give a shit. Like Sur- I have buddies. They just like to grab. A Su- surprise the hell out of you, don't right? You? Right, and that it doesn't I'm, matter. Hey, this, there's no. There's no. There's no race racial discrimination. There's, there's no discriminations. That. For that when yeah. it comes to putting the rod in your hand. Yeah, you know. And that's what you're. So was uh, Leonard? Was he a white dude? Yeah, he was an older dude. Okay, he was a, la- a lather actually back in the okay. day. He had, hand, I mean, his hands were rougher than <laughs> eighty. Well, I want to say sixty grit paper. Fuck man! I remember after I painted one of my trucks, I brought a bite to show him, and I pull up, and he just rubs his, his hand down the side of my truck, and I just color sanded and buffed it out. <laughs> I'm like, well, now I gotta, I gotta go back and polish it out again, compound, compound it out. I'm like. <laughs> But but he took me under his wing yeah, for a few years. Yeah. I, I hooked him up with a you know flat back. I put a flat deck in it, trolling yeah. motor seats. I mean, I hollowed out the freaking uh, styrofoam flotation in the in the wow. seat, and I put a freaking live well in there. Basically, it was more of a bait tank for him because he liked bait, live bait, you know. And I, so we can throw shad in there and stuff. Do you guys doing this like a stick every weekend? Okay, every weekend. Uh, that was from the early 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 seventies wow. all the way through. Towards the, towards the, I would say 77, 76. Oh, what am I saying? 76, probably about 76. So until you kind of graduated, you're kind of like. Well, yeah. And then what happened is that just, you know, we separated. It's, it's wasn't the best circumstances. I, I was growing, man. I, I was making good money. What were you doing I, at the time? I was work, doing trade shows. Okay. And then, um. I mean, I started at $3 an hour. I went from 50 cents of cutting grass for 50 cents to $3 an hour taking out the trash. 
basically. Fuck. And then I went and I said, I got to I joined the union. I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to hold back. Yeah. I mean, I was going to college part. I was going to college and trying to work part time. Mm-hmm. So in two years after high school, I had a, a 1974 Tidecraft uh, tri- tri-hull. 18, wow. 18 foot with a 115 on there, tri-hull. Wow. I had that and that was my stepping stone. I started, after that, I didn't look back, you know, and work was good. I'm making $27,000 when I'm, what, 20 years old? Shit. That's great money. Then, I mean, the money right? I made back then. Yeah, I was doing really good. You know, people hate me now. But I've talked about it. Like, you know, it's like, but that's things are different. Times are different. You know, yeah. but I worked hard. I was a laborer. You know, but the thing is, is that I was able to experience and able to uh, achieve and pursue what I was doing, and my fishing was fun. I enjoyed it. I w- looked at the uh, Western Outdoor News every week. I chased the I chased the stories and chased the lakes and chased the reports on a weekly basis mm-hmm. from time to time. I fished. I'd literally hook up and take off and go up fish San Antonio, Nacimiento, yeah, uh, Success, mm-hmm. Cahuilla. I went and went in Central Valley and just checked out all this stuff. I I did it by myself. I slept in the back of my pickup truck. And just went and had. How a was the fishing then? Was it way different? A whole different. We had rain back there. We had water. We had trout plants. We had good fertile lakes. Do you think you were catching more fish then? Quantity, quantity, and qual- not quality. Maybe some quality. Mm, yeah. There was some quality there, but yeah. quantity. But the quantity and the quality ratio, as far as averages, were a lot. Were really good. Okay. And the and the different multi species too. You know, you can go to, you know the. You go to lakes up off the central coast and you can catch three, four species. Wow. You know, but three species of bass too, you know? Yeah. I mean, as far as, uh, there'll be white bass too in the mix too, and smallmouth and, and you'll have spotted bass and largemouth as well too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got a mixed bag there and it's a blast, you know? But um, chasing all that, it did that and that helped elevate, it, it elevated me and kept me going. Little did I know I was down this road that I was traveling, and I had no idea. Was, was this all live bait then too? No, I was. I Lures? wasn't. I, I wasn't. A, I wasn't a bait guy. What were you using then? Gosh, I. I used little jigs. I used crappie jigs. I used small. Um, I used uh, rooster tails. And what size? I used, what I used, size of line were you throwing then? Predominantly a lot of eight pound mono. Four. I'd say four. I would say four. Depends on how I was chasing. If I was chasing school fish, I was throwing four pound line with little jig, with little jigs. No, no, no. I have I was throwing spinning. Spinning then? I was throwing spinning spinning a uh, predominantly spinning gear and then bait casting gear dude. I got I graduated into What all was that. the bait caster back then you were using? Gosh, I was throwing a pen back in the day. An old gold pen. How big was that fucker? It was just a little it was a little a, guy. It was a one hundred series okay. type right. compact. Right. And then I got a, that was kind of more like a, a an egg beater, but I got out of that really quick and then I got a Daiwa millionaire. That that'll go into when when I'm gonna tell you about yeah. my whole it, my steps within the early seventies and I mean, gosh, I, I, I got a I got a, a, a Daiwa millionaire. I remember that. Bill Dance came out in seventy three and he came out and I met Bill Dance. And it's in the Reseda store. It's a Turner store now in Reseda. Is it still around? The the store's still there. The store is. But, oh, shit. But I can't remember the name of it. Somebody just told me not too long. In fact, uh, Tauber, I was having a chat with Tauber at the Fred Hall show. Yeah. And he remembers, the, he was there too. And he remembers the whole thing. Oh, and that's fucking I bought, cool, I, man. I, bought, I met Bill Dance. And it was towards the end of his career. And he... Um, he had the millionaire, the Daiwa millionaire. Was he a released. cool dude? 
it's just professional back yeah. then, you know, cordial. Everybody got up there to get a signature autograph or talk to him or whatever, and here's a little seminar. You know, he so was, like what I see him is like being a jackass, kind of like those videos where he's falling off the boat and stuff. Those outtakes, you know, those videos where he's fucking. There's off. a lot of real stuff there, you know, that just happens. You oh, know? is that real? Is a lot, pretty- <laughs> I don't think it's a lot of scripted stuff. There's, there's not a lot. There's scripted and non-scripted. No, he seems like a, but, a friendly but, guy. But, uh, but what's more stages though is the bodies of water. And they put him on stocked small bodies of like water. Like Jimmy Houston, you ever I mean, meet him? Uh Jimmy, no. But Jimmy Dick, you know, um Oh gosh, and here you go with names now. Um <laughs> I got I got a story on that too, and I if I can remember his uh if he passed away too. He actually taught Jimmy how to Conroy Oakley wow. taught Jimmy Houston how to fish a plastic worm. Fuck man. Conroy Oakley, Central Valley. Co worms. He that's who he was. No way. His, his, his business was co worms. Yeah, he made he made really good plastic worms. But Jimmy got a hold of Conroy and Conroy. Jimmy came out and Conroy spent some time with Jimmy, wow, showing man. him how to fish plastic worms. And this is back in seven early seventies. Wow. I mean, these guys were pouring worms. That, you know, it wasn't mainstream. But these guys, these guys are. There's some. I mean, a lot of guys aren't here no more. But. And that's another story people so don't know you're about. you're hard pretty hardcore into the 73 74 well i was breaking ground okay you know and then you know i mean things were things were evolving meeting people and things and you know bill dance brought his bill uh blueback diamond worms out here they were like a freaking stick of licorice <laughs> i mean they were gaudy <laughs> the most gaudiest hey you know the only other person that uses the word gaudy it's my wife <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. hey, then, uh, well, I then, love it. No, use the word gaudy. I'm going to tell her about this. They're, they're just, you look at them and you're like, no. Yeah. And they were transparent. Really Did they tra- work? Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> and, and, but the, but today, if you put those in somebody's hand, they'd like, what? Yeah. They were so yeah. hard. Like, like a piece of licorice. Yeah. But they were transparent and the colors were so bright. And they, they were tran- just right on. But they, they caught fish. But Bill came out here. He fished with... Um, the guys from the Mini Mart, uh, the original, the original uh, owners from the Mini Mart, there, Claude, Claude, and uh, his partner, Claude took him out. Claude took Bill Dance out on on Cal Stake, and uh, Claude's dead now. But they had they had the, the little trailer over at called the Mini Mart. It was a trailer. I mean, a little trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, those of you who know what I'm talking about, you remember that. But yeah, Bill was out here for a while. How were you rigging those things? Though? Texas rig, really? Okay. And back then, we weren't into real heavy weights. I mean, I, you know, an eighth ounce, three sixteenths ounce, maybe quarter ounce, but typically, you know, majority of the time, three sixteenths was just a good all around weight, you know. But yeah, so I'm, I'm fishing those worms and stuff, and I'm either renting a boat or I'm pretty much renting a boat at Castake and fishing out there and. I remember, and I and I met Don Ivino before he was Don Ivino. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just we were just fishing out aluminum boats when I was with, with uh, Leonard waiting in line on the on the west ramp, and we go out there with live shad and we troll. They would troll, but I I would always try to be cast. And anytime they caught came up, so you were up at the big lake, not the small the big lake. And okay. anytime they came close to a point, I'd fire out a worm and catch a fish really quick. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to draw them in. The let's, yeah, let's let's yeah. go down and bass fishing little by little, but. You know, I was fishing the bank. I mean, fishing hard. And was uh, was was Leonard showing you a lot of the techniques, no, or were you guys both learning Le- together? Leonard was a bait guy. He was a bait, okay. He was a bait guy. I'm throwing, and then when I got him f- fishing the bank, he's throwing a split shot with a worm, and I'm catching two to one on him. Yes. 
And then there was times he's catching two to one on me, but my fish were bigger than his. Because of lures. Because I was fishing with uh, artificial. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the thing. And, and I picked up on that. And then going back to the diamond, blueback diamond worm, I remember, I mean, vividly that, you know, I was fishing the ski arm and I'd see Ivino out there and he'd come by trolling or drifting shad. And God is my witness, Don goes, hey, kid, you're going to have to show me how to do that one of these days. <laughs> and, he will, and here am I, was I'm 15, 16 years yeah, old. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just fishing. Yeah. This guy, Bill Dance, came out in the West Coast and sold some worms out here. Here I am throwing some worms. I mean, I'm just trying to learn, you yeah. know. But I used, my mom used to drop me off at the dock at Castake, and I'd fish the freaking side of the dock. I'd fish the rocks and throw a little spinner worm, just a little tiny spinner with a little worm on it. Buy them at Thrifties for like 59 cents. <laughs> and that was it with a little split shot in front. And just slow roll that thing and catch two, three pound fish all day at Cast Day. Wow. My mom did so that for fun, me, you know. Man. If it wasn't for my mom, they knew, you know, between that. I mean, I love motorcycles and all that, but my mom and dad, they they embraced that for that me. Had to keep too. you keep you in line, man. And that was probably one well, of the things that kind of like it focused me. It focused me. It focused me and it's always kept me on center for the most point. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, if I didn't have fishing, honestly, I'd be lost. Yeah. Seriously, because that's taken me away. It's my sanctuary. Put it to you that way. It's my yeah. sanctuary. And it's something that's it's good. It's a good feeling. And it's something that, as men, we all need a, a hobby or something to do. Unfortunately, a lot of women don't realize that a man's got to have some private time. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, get on your bike. Get on your bike and go for a ride. Yeah. I mean, get on there and just light it up and go for it. Yeah, yeah. Go out there. You want, yeah. Hey, you want to go shoot a gun? Go shoot a gun. You want to go 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 putt go 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 driving and down that's, and it's anything, not that anything, long it's, anything you don't need that long because like yesterday <sighs> I'm working on my wife I'm making her salon and and where the studio was old studio and I'm like hey I'm gonna go to the park lake just for an hour she's like why I'm like just drop shot throw it and see if I can catch something fuck it and just throwing out that just fucking you know that little bit of time was just good enough to me to go okay I'm I'm good I feel good. That was fun. It's amazing right. what it's amazing just what a few casts can do for yeah, you. Yeah, it feel it felt good. It's like <laughs> right, right in the arm. Hey, you know what I'm feels so, even no. better is if you get that tug and you're like, oh fuck, that made the whole night. You know, I mean it's it's a hard one. People, right. People don't understand. It's hard. It's it's the closest ones to you don't the closest ones to you don't realize how deep it goes. And and then a lot of them don't even hear you sometimes when you speak about fishing or how much compassion you got into it. You know, they don't realize how serious this is in your life. And it's life-changing, but it will humble you. It will teach you to have patience. And hopefully you can learn some respect out of it too. No, I agree 100%. And and, And I came in, you got to remember when I started, I was 30 years old, 29 years old. So when I learned it was, there was not really an internet, a fishing network. My uncle had been in clubs. He's been in clubs for 30 something years, bass backwards. So he showed me how to catch largemouth. He's great. Like I've got, he's amazing. My uncle, like we're supposed to go to Silverwood next week. Like, so he, he, uh, it was different. It's crazy because it could change your relationship with the family member. Me and my uncle didn't get along before that a lot. He was just my uncle. We weren't interested in the same shit. Now we talk weekly. Hey, my buddy caught this at Silverwood. Hey, look what I caught. Hey, you know, like it could change your life, dude. Like it really could because that little thing made me go, wow, I didn't know I enjoyed my uncle that much. 
and he likes drinking beers and you know like we hang out we go eat after but little things like that just with fishing like it's it's crazy but off the water yeah just think of what you do off the water when you get together when you get you get the guys to get together fishing. or just talk <laughs> but, but i'm just saying yeah. but but then you're talking about life yes yes you're talking about reality what's going on what's going on and i'll tell you right now since we're we're, we're hitting that point you got to be in a good place right here mm-hmm. to be fishing as far as competitively to be able to go out there and succeed in anything in life you got to be good right here if you're not good right here you're not going to be 100% and achieving all your to your best abilities and that's a fact and i know that and when you have somebody behind you or beside you that's that's for you for the right reasons that's even icing on the cake to get that, to find the American dream, I tried it, and I and, I, and it didn't happen. No. I, I lost. But the fact of the matter is the ones that can succeed in it, they're very few. More power to you, the best of you. But like I say, and I live this to the day, nothing's forever. Nothing. And I say it, I say it and I keep preaching it and saying it, but the fact of the matter is I see it every day. I, I've had too many people around me leave this earth more mm-hmm. recently and it's and it's nonstop. So I myself with this whole COVID, this whole situation the world we're in right now, has has just turned the dial up on me to even more be selfish on myself to for myself to focus on the, the next few years of war and what I want to do. And I got some life changing things happening soon and around me. Uh, I got some big decisions to make. Got a lot going on in the fishing end of it too. I'm weighing things out, and I'm I'm going to be doing some things here. I got good things, some really good things happening. Yeah, yeah, really good things happening. Let's. Uh, I want to talk about some of those good things if we can, but let's go back to the start where you're a tournament angler and you've done it for a minute and you've done it for a long time. Let's talk about that first time you kind of said, "How do I do a tournament?" How do I get well, into it? Well, I never even wanted to pursue it. It just fell in my lap. Okay. And that was about 1970. Well, let's take it back. Uh, 74 is when. And was this a bass tournament? I'm sorry. I'm going back 73 now. 70, okay. There, 73, um, I actually hired a guide to go on cast date just for. Somebody talked me. Oh, in there. there was a guy, a bass well, guy. Well, he wasn't legit. He was. He said he was, but he wasn't a real. He wasn't. Was he good? He backseated me the whole day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry Varva, ex ex motor cop. His wife outfished him every two to one every every time he went out. He poured his own worms. Is he still around? Oh, I doubt. Uh, no, I haven't. He's gone. But, but great, he back to the you. Front, the front, here, here I hire him as, well, I was rec- he was recommended to take me out. Yes. So I paid my 150 bucks, Which is like and all he 400 did, now, and all, 500 at least. And all, and all, but that's a lot of money back then. Fuck yeah, it's still, hey, you know, like. In, in 73, 150 bucks. So all he's doing is firing off the tip of the end of the boat, bow of the boat, keeping me on the back end on the downward side. And he's every cast, every cast. And every now and then I'd be able to kind of whip one around or out there and catch a fish here or there. But he caught five to my one. So you're only so, caught maybe so, 10, 20 fish so, and you're like. So this is the crazy part. You know me, I'm naive. I, what do I know? So 
he calls me up a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to fish a tournament next week? <laughs> I I'm blew. Oh, what the fuck? Really? Blew me away. He goes, you want to fish a tournament? I'm like, what? I go, oh, okay, I guess. Right. Meanwhile, I've already I've already met Dick Gomer from from Fen- he worked for Fenwick back okay. in the day. Dick Gomer, may he rest in peace. A good man, one of the, the best spoon fishermen this side of Texas. Okay. And I learned a lot from him as just a fisherman, spoon fishing from, I'd catch spoon fish in a foot of water to 150 feet. And he taught me that. And I turned around, bought a, a Fenwick rod for, you know, with, for, put it with 20 pound mono on it. And I, and I went and brought my couple other rods I had, went fishing in this, deep, in this, in this, tur- in this tournament, right? Had had a structure and it had, had haddock, haddock structure spooned. That's what I was fishing, uh, Hopkins Hopkins seventy fives, and and and, uh, and Haddock structure spoon. Okay, those are the only two spoons I had. And let me tell you, I'm in the back seat the whole time. We went all the way back up. Uh, Did you in your head were you like, okay, I fish with this guy as a guide. I know he's gonna take the bow, so I'm gonna go deep. I'm no, I'm just. Did you just go? I don't I, know what I'm fucking doing. I'm, I'm gonna do I something. I already. It's it's already the fall. Okay. The, Shatter, shatters deep, shallow both. Mm-hmm. We go all the way back into the ski arm, and that that in fact where the buoy line is there, mm-hmm. before they put the buoy line, that last cut on the right side was open. We shot right back in there. I pulled. I think we went back in there, and I yanked out like three, two or three fish. Shit. He didn't catch one. <laughs> I mean, I was already dialed in. I knew. I mean, he, you and know, you're you're what eighteen, nineteen? No, I'm. Gosh, I want to say, yeah, probably. Twenty-ish. No, 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 not twenty. I'm more like about 17, 18. 18. I was, yeah, it was well before. Okay. About, it was about eight, uh, 17, 18 years old, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in the back, and I'm just, and I'm catching fish, and you know, he never caught a one. So we fished, and we went, we went to some spots. We went and fished us the island, ski yeah. arm island. Mm-hmm. I catch one, he catches one. So I have three, he had one, and then we go. But fish. it's a combined weight or no? combined weight team tournament. Five. Fly fish, okay. and we go to the West Bank and finish the West Bank at the end of the day. So I caught four of the five, right? He caught a couple others, but they were smaller. Yeah. So he weighed in four of mine and one of his. So we weighed in a limit, right? So we got third place. Tauber, Rich Tauber. Yes. World famous Rich Tauber. Yes. Wins, wins the tournament. And we're both the same age. I didn't even know it. Really? Yeah, we're both the oh, same. Shit. So check this out. So now Tauber wins a tournament, right? And a couple weeks later, through the through the tackle shop and everything, and people were saying, "Hey, man, I I hear you didn't do that good in the tournament." I go, "What do you mean? Yeah, you only caught one." Oh fuck! I said, "What? Yeah, you only got one." I'm like, <laughs> "I think it was the other way around." <laughs> so I learned really quick how you fast you get thrown under the bus, tournament guys. Yes. Trust me, I've seen how that happens. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know he never asked me to fish another tournament again. Too good. He, why wouldn't he? You would think, but see, his ego. His ego got the you best. You learned that his when ego, you said, hey, you learned his that ego, when you. His ego got the best of him, and I'm like, wow. So it's like, okay. So those little things drive you. It's like, okay, fine. You move on. And, just, and I still wasn't driven to fish tournaments. I really wasn't. But it all came into play with just reading the magazines and papers and just looking into it. So and, back then at Castaic, were you fishing? Because how old are you right now? 
old. <laughs> I'm 62. Okay. You're older than Butch. How old's Butch? 60? I don't know. I don't know. Were you fishing? Do you remember seeing Butch down there? No. No? I fished the after bay back in, I mean, way, way back in the day. And that was before a lot Do of... Do you remember when people were chasing that one bass? You know, like they're getting that big 20? Well, you're going to talk about that whole... The, the whole... Uh, you're going to talk about the whole guide trip, the bait crawdad deals and, and the 20 pounders. So I read, I read that, that whole, uh, that whole two year, two year, three year run. I read that. Oh. Uh, is it so belly? Did you read that book? So, is it no. so belly? there's a book, uh, Chris Lillis sent it to me. It's very interesting. It's like, again, has Mike long. It has a, a lot of different dudes, the way they did their thing. Um, it's an interesting book, but there's a lot of history there. And you were around that at oh, that time. I, I was, I was I was fishing the lake before it was full. There was there was wow. they put they were putting water in it. I yeah. mean the lake wasn't even. I mean they were standing timber and just you wouldn't believe. Do I you mean, remember when Bill caught that twenty or twenty something? I I vaguely remember. Really, you know I was I was I was tournament fishing, but I wasn't focused on world class or big all bass. That. You weren't chasing in, the, the swim bait in, fish the, in the big swim bait thing. I was you know. I was, I'm a working guy. I was always been a working, working guy, working fisherman, you know? So I had to grind it and, you know, but as far as going back to that period back in the, in the mid nineties, you know, mid nineties to the late nineties, when that all busted loose early, early to mid nineties, I'm going to say 93, Mm -hmm. 94, you know, um, things were busting loose. Uh, it got crazy. You weren't looking for that, so you didn't really pay attention I, as much, I, right? I mean, I seen it around me. I mean, I was I'm fishing the same water. They it's crazy how I would pull off a spot. I'd leave it. I'd go catch a nine ten, catch a good fish, go weigh it in, or go get a picture if I could, or find somebody to take a picture of me because I didn't carry a camera. Wasn't like that. Then. I didn't. Yeah. I, I <laughs> you didn't lo- have an iPhone then, right? <laughs> I had nothing. I had nothing to document. I had nothing to document. Yeah. But, but you know, every now and then I thought, gosh, I got to go catch. I leave the spot and come back, and there's croupy kadota sitting or somebody sitting on my sitting on the spot i just left i'm like oh man and they're double anchored throwing five gallon buckets of crawdads out seeding the places and i'm like and they had their they, what do you mean that they would they, milk, they would chum they, it they milk run it they milk run it how does that what do you mean by that you you get five gallon buckets of crawdads man you soak these they soak you soak the sweet spot and if they don't bite are you fucking kidding me well it's just part of the territory man but yeah i feel like that's chumming on, almost whatever right? you want to call hey I know where the bodies are buried, bro. <laughs> Anyways, you see this I'm brown just saying, skin? I'm just saying, brown I'm just, by suerte, proud by choice, fool. Yes, and <laughs> and let me tell you, if you want to catch a big fish, you know people do what they got to do. I mean, when it comes to back then, okay, people will still do whatever they want to do now. I mean, I've heard some outrageous catches in more recent, did you, did more you, recent years. Yeah, le- not legit though. But I'm just like, I don't even talk about it. I just like, wow, okay. But I'm like, you've been around so long, you knew that shit was coming, right? Like, it's like, I mean, I mean, I mean, pyramid. I mean, I go out there legitimately catch three fish for 60 pounds and legally, but then I'd see guys slinging Arizona anchovies at me. I'm in the boat. I didn't know what was happening, but I'm in a boat and I'm able to throw. What are Arizona anchovies? The old Arizona anchovy, bro. It's a rainbow trout. No. 
So oh, man. that's a whole nother topic. I love, that's I, a love, whole nother, I, I love, hey, that's a whole nother topic. I've heard about that too. I mean, I may, hey, the, <laughs> you know what? The truth hurts. You know, the fact of the matter is truth hurts. Yeah. And that's why people don't like me. Truth hurts. Remember, you don't that. think people like you? I'm saying this in general. I don't care from work, any standpoint, truth hurts. It does, right? Facts. Yes. And people are afraid. Do people want to hear what really what's really going on now in the world? Do they really want to know what's what's happening? People my generation don't want a lot of them don't want to hear it all. Okay, they don't want to hear a bit. Of, I mean, I've scared people just by some of the intel I got before it hit the press, and it's it scares people. Yeah. But, but hey, at least I keep I keep my ears open. I'm three sixty. I'm not 180. You're like that with fishing, I'm too, 360, huh? man. You got to be. Yeah. You don't have time to think, well, this... You got to shoot from the hip. So do you have, like, a couple boys you fish with forever? I like, do, your guys. You're here, here. I, you know, you have a couple guys you fish with, like... You know, like, I've... Whoever it might be, like, you, these guys I fish with for 20 years, these are my boys. I don't have anybody really? that I could tell you that I fish on a regular basis. Yes. Things are so hectic and just the way things are. And to be honest with you, I pissed a lot of people off that put in my boat because they, you fish too fast, you're too aggressive, or you, they start having a casting contest with you or they want to beat you. They want to be up against you all day. And it's like, I want to have fun, but it's, it's finding balance. Do you bring it, too many guys with big egos on your boat? No, 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 no. But just no. What I'm saying is like I, just, I, I never go on someone's boat like looking for a contest. Like I. But you have to understand, I've, I, I've seen all of it, it yeah, with, with yeah. close people too, and it's just their upbringing or this or that, or it's like I just met somebody that just said, "Dude, I've seen some of your videos. I've seen this. I've seen that." Oh, dude, I go. Well, maybe we'll get out. Well, he goes to me. He goes, "Me and my partner, we're gonna fish against you." I said, what? Yeah, we're, we're going to meet you at the lake. Gonna f- I go. That is so fucking stupid. So I said, I go, okay, so what is this? Wild, wild west? Uh, okay, corral? I mean, hey, I, I, this is what you said. You Do you know who I am? I'm the Mexican Doc Holiday motherfucker. Hey, I'm here, Huckleberry. I didn't, I, honestly, I didn't want to have to patch him up at the end of the day. I, honestly, I, I just felt sorry for the guy. No, that's, no, but ser- I mean, no, seriously, I mean, seriously, 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 though. Yeah, yeah. seriously though, I, I want to have fun. I don't want to put unnecessary stress. And look, we can all get our butt kicked any given time of the day. I don't care who you are. We all have good days, bad days. I seen guys show up at the lake didn't even first time didn't even know what they were doing and go to their first bank and bang a twenty pound limit and they're like they need they're just I'm just casting a purple worm hits the bank boom you know what I mean that's fishing right. What can I say? Right, 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 yeah. But I want to have fun. No matter what, I want to have fun. And here's the way I look at it. I take people fishing. It turns out to be a guide trip. I'm trying to catch them fish. I'm stressed or pressured to catch them fish. I feel like, yeah, I really got to prove myself. Why do you feel like that? You feel like you got to prove yourself. and do. When I go fishing by myself, it's just low-key, and I'll sit there, and I'll regroup. And I'll just stop for a minute and just rewind and just like, okay, I'll reboot myself mm-hmm. and just boom, go back out. But if I I can do that alone. It's hard to do it when you got somebody you know really well True. that knows you as a friend and you want to catch and you want to put them on. So you're, you know, and I'm trying to get that back, you know, my mentality, my, my body 20 years back and 
go through that again. It's, I can't do all that. Yeah. It's not easy to rewind that far back and duplicate that. And and it's you have to adjust. And the yeah. thing is, I just want to have fun. Basically, I'm having fun. I I catch a lot of good fish. Put it to you, I do catch a lot of good fish. I'm very fortunate and very blessed. And I don't care if it's on big bait or in every conventional in between. I've been very gifted to catch. I mean, you. I just teased you a little bit just recently with some did. recent you stuff. You did some big fish, dude. I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, those were pre, 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 and post COVID. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm just fortunate. But I, I know, I target. I mean, I, I target the fish. I try to figure out where time certain things, and try to intercept those fish. And let me tell you, you know, most people are just. They're sitting on the fish. They're running them over. Yeah. They're not really, they're all looking at the next guy, what he's doing. And they're all replicating, you know, and they're trying to replicate and they're trying to fish that guy's pattern, that guy's fish. And that don't work. I feel like that's more for a big bait fish type thing, you know, like where you're trying to, a little, no. Am I wrong? I won't say that completely, but but you know, so, well, the there's next, so many. The, the there's, next... there's approaches. There's approaches when it comes to throwing, you know, big bait, drawing, yes, drawing big bites. And and, and when and, I and, say that, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just look at what I see from people, so I kind of go, hey, uh, if someone's going to do something, maybe they'll follow that guy's lead. Now, my next question to you is, when did you say, hey, I want to focus on big bait fish? Because you kind of did that, you you kind of led a path for that too. Uh, you you were involved with, uh, I mean, Oliver, dude. That's a big deal. That guy has done great. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like you've 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 talked to him a lot too, right? Well, yeah, but that was just for not that long of a time either. That was more of a, you know, he heard some things about me and wanted to pursue my my story and certain things about me, you know, my history, local history and knowledge and this and that, you know, but my big bait thing goes back. I mean, you know, I wanted to do it up North. I wanted to do it in the tournament thing. And what year was this? Oh gosh, that was back in the late nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. And the thing about that is that, you know, I got to thank Mark Kagashi for that part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he brought me in the mix on that. And, um, I mean, I had I had the big bait. I had the big bait. What were you using then? I mean, back then that's that's another that's another one I'm here to get me. It's a tongue twister for me. That was the one bait that um, that was the one bait that uh, I used. In fact, Mark hooked me back up. Um, that was the one that Ken and um, oh, what's his name with uh, Triple Trout. Um, uh. I see. I, I'm terrible Keith, with names. I can't uh, remember. No, no. Keith, uh, I can't. I, all I'm gonna say is that they were collaborating together back in the day, and they made the first real legit swim bait way back so in the that day. That was Soft triple bait. trout. No, it wasn't. Huddleston. Neither name. I can't even tell you the name of the bait. Osprey. No, 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 no. You you don't even know the name then. I, I can't. Well, thanks I should, for making me look like a I fucking asshole. It, I should have wrote God, it. I should have wrote. Man. I should have wrote it down. But that's the bait that I caught my first seven pound. My first swim bait fish was seven pounds. Wow. First, that popped my cherry quick. What year? And, and that was, uh, two, I believe that was 2000. I want to say either it was fall, it was, uh, it was New Year's Eve 99 or it was New Year's Eve 2000. So then. I should know the date, but me and Mark went to Piru 
And we were done for the day. Didn't do worth a darn. Pyro is the one in Ventura. Yeah, off the 126 backside. I of, fucking hate that lake, man. It's a tough lake. It, it's a tough lake, humbling yeah. lake. But predominantly it had all northerns in it at once. That's a whole other story. But um, And I supposedly had the lake record, too. But, Did you? But I didn't. Seven? No, lake record. How big? Um, Bob's taxidermy. Well, actually, Bob's taxidermy, um, because I, I have a witness, too. Ray Cruz was with me. When I caught it, he wanted me to go and weigh it in, but I'm not going to put it on a scale that's been rusted out, sitting on the dock. That's going to weigh. It's going to say eight pounds on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this fish was legitimate. Five, uh, twenty-five and a twenty-five and a quarter length by twenty. Oh gosh, I want to say twenty-four and three-quarter girth. So what? What do you think and that it, which should I, equal I, to? I got all the dimensions, but Bob calculated it. He said, "I have a fifteen out a fifteen pound. Uh, I have a fifteen pound." Uh, mount that'll that'll be perfect for it he goes legitimately he goes that fish could be easy 16 he goes but we'll make it he goes well i don't want to make it something much bigger than what it is so i went for the small end of it i went for 15 or saw a 15 uh, pound amount did you guys weigh it on the boat no my 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 scale only went up my digital scale that i have my tournament scale went up to 10 pounds so Believe me, I changed that. I don't that. I don't. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I released the fish, caught on a spinnerbait, and released it. It was a, it, and I everything was documented, but I wasn't going to publicize it and burn. Oh, you know who told me? Mark told me. I told him the story about for my birthday last year. That's where I went fishing. Uh, I saw a bear, dude, and it fucking charged at me into the water. It fucking was same, looking at me. It's got to be the same bear that was going after Motherfucker, me. Motherfucker, dude. I had my trolling <laughs> motor down. I'm like, let's get closer to my buddy. We're drinking beers already. Uh, and he's like, all right. And the motherfucker goes, Ooh. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I tried to turn. Like, we would have been fucked. That thing would have got so quick to us. Like, it's And it's all those. So my, I, I, my uncle told me one thing. When you see stick-ups, you throw spinner baits. And I had a whole thing of stickups back in this little shallow. Fucking, you were in the shallow. Yeah. We yeah. And oh. I'm like, oh fuck. And I thought in my head, my uncle's like, spinner baits. I'm throwing the fuck out of it. Got a couple bites, you know. Like, but then I saw the bear, and then we said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck this. You know? I have a bear story too. And that guy, and I, and he, same thing. Pretty much, and and, and he got within about 30, 40 feet fuck, of me. Fuck. Yeah, and he he got up on the he got up on the rock. Literally, I saw this bear. Four or five hundred yards away, and I and I'm on the north end of the lake, and this lake came. This bear he followed the trail. So stupid me, I'm gonna get a picture. I had my camera that time. I had a camera. I pulled my boat up right <laughs> on the bank. I'm in a foot and a half of water, if that. And this bear comes up, and he smelled me. As soon as I, I'm a bow, I'm a old school recurve oh, bow okay. hunter. All right. So I, I knew the wind was gonna blow. He's gonna catch wind of me. He smelled me. He looked at me. He literally came down. Got on his all fours and just looked at me. The hair on his neck stood up. I got. Oh, I was taking shit, pictures. Man. By the time I realized, I thought, "You put the camera down." No, you're like, oh I shit! Go, I look. I look behind me. I'm like, "This water is shallow, and he can just mow, mow, just mow me down." I mean, I'm just like, "What?" That was, if I had fish on the boat, that would have been a different been story. Fucked. Yeah, that would have been a yeah. different, different story. But. That was my encounter with that particular bear, and it had wow. scars on it too. And it wow. was that bear was every bit of I want to say every bit of close, I want to say close to three hundred pounds. Shit. It was a old. It's this was a big old bear that was just scarred up. He's it's a brawler, you know. 
You used to fish that lake a lot though, huh? Yeah, I did my damage on that lake. I groomed myself for tournament fishing on that lake. I literally, that's how I groomed myself. It's a hard prepared lake. Prepared my, huh? You think it's a hard lake to fish? For me, it wasn't. I mean, it's humbling. I mean, you it is looked, humbling. You it is humbling, lake, yeah. but it, it was versatile. It, it, it made me it made me the fisherman that I am today because it prepped me for the fish, the big water, and the travel. So I was able to be very versatile. And that was the lake that, the only lake that we really had that you can do Yeah. That. You know, because it had the clear water, it had the stained water. It had everything that you wanted to do, but it had black bass, pure strain black bass. Mm-hmm. Not Florida's black bass. And that's what grew me to fish up north, to fish the black bass predominantly. And then they introduced the Floridas. And then guys getting blown off at Cass State because of the wind, they thought, well, let's bring some Floridas over to Piru. Then they screwed that all up. So they screwed up the gene pool on the northern bread, mm-hmm. you know, end of it. So there's a lot of things that happen, you know. There's native trout in, in Piru that, that would come down the creek too, native. Yeah. I've caught them. You know, forked tails, beautiful, beautiful tra- trout. Wow. You know, but, I mean, that fishery, you know, that's another fishery that that somewhat died too. And a lot, of, you know, drought. The drought has affected the whole Western United States. Now we got El Nino. We got our weather's changed. We don't have seasons like we had before. No, we're we're getting more yeah. like the East Coast. I'm relating more like Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, we went from we went from a, a small, I mean, a late winter rain to a few weeks of, if you want to call it spring, Shit, right? And then we went into August. Fuck right. <laughs> we went right into August, right? I mean, come on, tell me. And you don't think these fish are effed up? I mean, come on. And then everybody's I'm telling I'm telling people figure it out. We're a month behind. Everything's a month behind. Yeah. Just last year we were like six weeks behind. This year we're a good month behind, but there's been such a change. I was at Diamond Valley thir- uh Thursday and I didn't I'm- I didn't see I didn't see one ball of fry. How many uh, boats, one, how many boats were in line? I'll put it to you this way. <laughs> I'll put it it wasn't bad. No, really? Really? It wasn't everybody got there when I got there. And, and and it was like thirty boats behind me in a matter of ten minutes. What time did you get there at? I can't tell you. Well, San Diego Lakes open, so it's not gonna be like that anymore, right? San Diego San Diego Lakes what? Opened. When? I heard they opened today. Or no, this week. Last week. No. They didn't? No. Am I wrong? This isn't going to come out for another fucking week, Kelly. Come on. I, I'm i not aware of it. <laughs> it no, I'm serious. I heard that San Diego Lakes opened. So it should calm down. That's I not heard. what I heard. Really? But Paris of... isn't open still. Why are there San Diego guys going to DVL? Well, that's what I'm saying. It should calm down. That was, that was last Thursday. Well, I, hopefully, oh I, man, fuck. So I'm just, there's, I mean, from the reports. 30 guys that quick, dude? There were 30 boats behind me in less than 10 minutes. Shit. I mean, it's like we, everybody's on the same schedule. Fuck. I have to get up at 2.45, 2 in the morning to go fishing. That's it's what a, I usually do, though. It's a joke. And, go and, to I, and I'm going to crash on the way home. You know, I'm going to end up on the hey, same. You guys are going to see me in a ditch. You live this, you live in Garden Grove down this way, right? So you know when you drive home from Skinner, it's the most fuck drive ever. <laughs> How about when they were working on the interchange? Oh God, dude! I had hey, I had two windows got blown out. My, <laughs> my all the, the gravel trucks, oh, dude. I got cut off. 
don't know how many times I was like, it was like, I'm going to die. And you got one eye open. I'm going like, oh. to die fishing. <laughs> I'm going to die on the road. Oh, and shit. it's like, I'm the first one there or the last one to leave. And it's like trying to find, and then they close the freeways on the way home. Fuck, You're getting, man. dude, I went through that for how many years? What about Silverwood? You never hit Silverwood? I love Silverwood. It's a great lake, right? But that's that road going in and out's deadly, man. I don't know mm-hmm. how many times people cross over the line. I cross over a little bit, dude. I heard it's even worse now. Shit. That's my biggest fear is that road. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm heavy on the pedal, you know? Going fast, huh? I mean, I'm heavy. I'm heavy what on the What boat do you fish out of right now? 521VX. Wow. One of the best Rangers they ever made. Look at if, you. Actually, the best Ranger they ever made. As yeah. far as I'm, I mean, I ran a 519, and that was a fast. How long have you had that for? I've had my, I've had the, I've had, I got a 204 right now, a VX21 mm-hmm. with a high performance uh, 250 on it. Wow. Fastest boat, stable boat I've ever had. You know, it's phenomenal. Let's get back to big baits. We fucking so, have gone on tangent again, like usual I do with people, especially the brown guys. You know Manny Chi? Actually, I don't. I, I so see, we got, I see, we got to do I a see, group I see, one with I him. See, I see him out there. He's... A character. He's he's a he's uh, a he's a brown brother like you. He's a he's a he's a what do I want to call him? He's a um a compa fool. I know, but <laughs> but he's he's a hunter. He's a fisherman. He's an outdoorsman. Yes, he's an outdoorsman, and that's why a I modern like- day a modern day outdoorsman, so so to speak. Okay? And that's why I liked when we talked. He told me about the whole. Like, I knew he was a big bait guy, and, like, he does guide service out there, but he talked about the carp thing, and I'm like, oh, wow. Then he talked about hunting, and I'm like, oh, wow. Very interesting guy, like, and he's a brown brother, Mexican like me. So then I get to send him. He's a fucking comedian, too. Like, I tell him funny shit. Like, we'll we'll put funny shit back and forth, you know? So we got to do a Mexican roundtable, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get all of us together. You're trying to start a revolution? Yeah, right. Hey, you're looking at a patriot hero. Okay? I know. I can I'll, tell. I'll, I'll carry Fucking the Caesar Chavez gonna, over here. I'm going to carry the flag and I'm going to have. <laughs> In both hands, he's gonna have two elotes in both fucking hands like that. No, right? strapped. Oh fuck! <laughs> but let's get back to your big bait. Boy, you can uh, take me over the edge of the bridge again. <laughs> I warned you. <laughs> um, so, two thousand two thousand ninety nine. You got into the big bait thing. Who kind of pushed you that direction? Nobody pushed me in it. Just that you were already I had, doing it. I but had you didn't access. Focus. I, I I was fishing the big stuff with stripers back in the eighties. Okay, big big baits for stripers back. I had my biggest mistake was not transferring what I did for the striper for the bass. Okay, because I was fishing tournaments by in between, and then that's what that whole thing. I was. It was like the commitment. That was the whole thing, and then the, the boys up north. You don't want to be throwing those things up here. Is oh, it super redneck up there at the but time? But I'm, t- I'm just talking. At the time, was I'm it redneck? Saying, I'm just saying, you're going to spend all your time throwing those things up here? I mean, I'm just saying. It's- Babe, the most redneck town I've ever been to, I went on tour with my band. You ever heard of Redding? <laughs> my buddy just left Redding. He just got out of Redding and went to Idaho to get away from the crap. My cousin lives up there. He looks just like you. White hair. I've heard that before. Dude. <laughs> Mexican. You know, he's a, he's, and he's like, yeah, it's a little fucking racist. Up. I went up there, oh, dude. T- I never seen swastikas <laughs> on someone's fucking sweater. And I'm like, I'm 21. I'm like, look at this fucking asshole with swastikas. And they started yelling at us. 
And this old guy's like, hey, maybe you boys should get out of here. I'm like, they're yelling at me. They're fucking hey, racist. They're, they carry guns up there. You're outnumbered and outgunned. Remember just get that. out of there, huh? No, I'm just telling you. No. They, right. they, I've, I've, I've had some, sh- some shit, but Jay just just tell me, Kelly, leave it alone. Leave, just, just ignore it. Leave it alone. And Jay, he had his people up there, but he mm-hmm. he knew what Jay's we, who Jay Timor, a good friend of mine. He, okay, he was my he was my uh, non boater uh, as far as the and back, that's who you fish back with in the pro ams back okay. in the day. And then he went boater, and then we fished against each other. Good dude, construction your guy. boy, your boy. Yeah, we've been around, mm-hmm. we're, we're like brothers. We're we're tight. You know, uh, he's you know he's doing his thing. So you're throwing big baits up there. I threw baits. I threw the big bait, but I didn't focus and I commit myself like I should have. If I did, I would have been on the leading edge of that, and I didn't have it all in here to do it. And I knew timing. I knew the percentages, and it's a numbers game. I knew that. But I was good fishing conventional, and I just, hey, I go places I've never fished before. They give you two days to fish, but out of the two days, you're only really fishing a day and a half. And fish, go travel three, four, five, six hundred miles and go get ready and fish against the best, the first generation pro field that you read about and you always dreamed about and you've seen them in the papers, the magazines, and go up against them. And I did it. I had an opportunity and it was fun. I have no regrets. I'm glad I did what I did. Was that ABA or was it? it West Coast, West Coast Bass. Uh, one bass back there was Western Western Bass way back in the day. Those were those were draw tournaments. Those weren't pro ams. It's boat a boat on boat draws. You flip a coin, I win. You're going with me and my boat. Fuck. And that's the way it is. Oh, so and, and you, you both had a boat. It depends you dra- on who you're dragging boat. your boat. Where you oh, prefish shit. and you drag your boat and flip a coin, and then whoever gets to win on the coin. And but, that means you you could not fish. And your you're boat. in the back of the boat. Oh, fuck. Okay. But hey, then, did anyone ever use a trick coin? But <laughs> had to have had to. Have. I fucking would have. But then <laughs> you're supposed to share the boat. Yeah. Which didn't always happen. No. And these guys are trying to but you get a guy knows the Del- Delta rat, Clear Lake rat. You're gonna want you're gonna want to be fishing with that guy, having him taking you around. No, of but course. the thing about it is that they'll go and catch their fish, and then they're gonna burn the clock the rest of the day. A lot of those guys would do that, and then just put you in no man's land. So that's why you had to have your homework and do your own thing because these guys will take you. What about when they stopped <clears throat> fishing and you're like, "What the fuck, man? Let's go here." Would you tell them something? It's not a or? question of stop fishing. No, there wasn't. No, no, they would take you to no man's land. So would but you I'm go? I'm saying they'll do that to you. Okay, and that's when you put your foot down and, and say, "Hey, this is where we're going. Take mm-hmm. me over here." But the tip, but the sad part about it is that you may have water 20 miles over here. He's got water 10 miles over here. Whatever the time frame, all that you know, you got it's it's You're a screwed. Give, it's a yeah, give and take yeah, yeah. kind of situation too. But that really groomed me too. But. Mm-hmm. When I realized really quick when I first my first pro am I fished I, I drew uh, Jim Lyon from Reno Reno Nevada good dude he's still fishing God bless mm-hmm. him and um, he showed me a lot but what I learned really quick is that really really quick because I groomed myself for this game I was blessed to be able to have some decent decent tackle not the best but decent tackle and I went up against these guys and I, here I am as a a backseater or a non-boater, so to speak, 
and vice versa. But I was, I'm like, man, I got the same tackle. I got my boats the same. Yeah. I could do this. So it, did, it only took me a couple tournaments as a pro-am to jump in the front seat. Yeah. I'm like, I can do this. And it was crazy because these guys would take me pre-fishing. I was catching fish behind them, and they these guys been there, done that, and I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. I just read the magazines or try to figure it out. And I'm in the back, or they tell, "Hey, man, don't don't stick them. We're practicing right now." And then I'd say, "Hey, I'm getting bit. And I'm getting three three to one on them bites." And I say, "Should I? What do I do?" I'll set the hook. And every time you set the hook, I catch a three or a five. Oh, dude, why did you? That's like, well, don't you, stick them. You told me to. You told me to. You know. I mean, how many, yeah. how many times I went and rod? They took me in Rodman Slough. Well, don't don't stick them. Okay, <laughs> they tell you that at first, and I'm getting bit. I'm just getting tore up. I'm, yeah. I'm getting bit. You're getting that many bites. I go, yeah. Okay, stick one, and then they get mad at you. You did you did you start fishing with no hooks then? I always fish. I always fished with uh with hooks. Um, even pre fished Prefit. Well, if I'm throwing a if I'm throwing a a, a reaction bait, then I'll I'll have them uh, bent in or cut off or mm -hmm. whatever. But and as long as it doesn't impede on the action of the bait. Yes. But I I mean I have search baits and baits to draw the funnel and draw fish at least to show. I their love face. you said that the what the funnel the fun that'll funnel fish and draw them in and that's how you show their face so to speak and those so you funnel the fish in. You can find you. you know, so this you, is the only reason I asked that. You need, I never you, heard anyone you say need, that before. You need Semental, the funnel. He says well, funneling because y there's you got to look at the way the lakes are made up, the points, pockets, and and the flow, the water, everything. And when I mean those fish, I mean if you fish long enough and figure it out and read the water. You you'll see the fish pull. They'll pull. You can pull a fish out of areas, and they'll only come so far to you, and then they turn around and go back. But they show their face. Do you and think pre, guys pre fish out that pre, long and and not figure shit out like that? You know, like you got to I'm a Capricorn dude. We freaking because you we want to we want to we want to I want to freaking build a new freaking table for you right now. No, you know but I, I'm I, just I, saying. I get what you're saying, but I'm like, man, between you and Bill and and Butch. The way you guys talk about shit, I'm like, fuck, man. It's like a different uh, language. It's like you guys sit there and you go, okay. It's just deep. You got to get deep, man. You just It's just time on the water, just depth, perceptions. And, and it, to me, the sun, angles, lighting, all that, shade. I mean, just there's so much to it. I mean, but it's basic. It comes basic and it's just rules of the game when you go out. Time of day, okay. You know, when you launch a certain time of day, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be fishing on this side of the bank, or I'm going to look looking for, for the shade, or I'm looking or for the yeah. yeah you got to. It, it's it's pretty basic. It really barometer, moon. You go you off put, barometer, you put moon all too. that in all there. Right, right. I'm saying that's all icing on the cake. Positive, negative, either way. You know, I mean, you can even go buy the best moon phase and then go out there and have a tough day. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. It's crazy. But that's how it works sometimes. There's, yeah. But the windows of opportunity, you got to know when to be there for the windows of opportunity. And a lot of team people are already gone by then. You know, they're either, most of them leave by noon or one o'clock. But there are. Four o'clock. <laughs> there are peak times yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. 
throughout the day there are peak and times. you know one dude that kind of showed me that like <clears throat> i i didn't think about it and he i i'm gonna praise this guy all the time this seth nice water young kid 22 but he's like i'm like where are you going fishing it's fucking 12 bro he's like yeah it's gonna blow or something like that. He'll tell me something. I'm like, oh, fuck. And he'll catch fish. And I'm like, wow. It's like y- you do your homework, even if you're young, you know. It's just, you could figure it's that just, shit it's out. It's just like, knowing you know. the, the windows and the, yes. and, and the clock and when yeah, to do yeah, that, yeah. too. But, you know, we problem is we don't have accessibility like a lot of other people do either. We have to, to deal with quick, the, grid, yeah. the gridlock. You can't be in a lake in a, in a half hour, 45 minutes. Unless you live up us, north or you live by us. the, yeah. And then we're very limited. And then we, and then we got restrictions. We got quarantines. You're gonna get me really pissed off when we start heading talking about that shit, okay? Because right now Uh-oh, it's just it a, it's a it's all about money, okay? It's sad, but it's all about freaking money, yeah. agendas, yeah. politics, money. And the fact of the matter is, ninety plus percent of the lakes have the quaglas in them, and that's a fact. And eventually, hopefully, within a few years, they will just say, "Hey, okay." Fuck it. Except for Casitas. <laughs> you got to get or fucking a- hey. Arrowhead. Hey, Casitas, you got to get blown. You know, you got to get uh, that. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wash down, seven days, come back, right? It's a 30-day, 30, 30 and then there's, I think, it was a 30 to 45-day quarantine oh, for, your first, for your first, for your first, uh, yeah, for your first time, I believe. But once you, oh, that place, I think that place, gosh, did it just open? I think it just opened up, or it's opening up, it's opening up this yeah, week. Yeah, so the, that's the place to be. You Tell know, you right now. Uh, I talked to, you know, Fred Clinshaw? No. He's a guide for Casitas. He's a great guy. Awesome, fun dude. Uh, and I talked to him. He's a Castaic guy now, too. But he's, he, I, I had a trip planned with him last year. And he does, he does really good. But I got to You don't need to tell home. me. I, I mean, I know the lake good <laughs> enough. And I know, and especially, supposedly, what they're saying is a ton of water on the lake now. Yeah. So I don't know the details, but I said just, the little that I know and how this lake has been setting up, yeah, it's a it's a sleeper right now. It's a it's a, they, those guys out there that they got it made. This is going to be an epic year for them. Last uh, last fall, last year was was setting up pretty good, but this year is going to be even better. And they're stocking trout, you yeah. Know? So things are looking up. Unfortunately, for the majority of us, the majority of lakes, it's. A lot of lakes are on declines. Um, populations are down. You as think far down as this way, qual- it's a little quality, worse. Quality fish. Big, this way, big it's, fish. It's a- big fish. Uh, I'll tell you right now, an eight to nine pound fish is like an 11 to 13, how it used to be. Do you think down That's, like in Riverside, the, the, the lakes this way? 
That's how it is. The well, decline is. Re- now when it comes to Paris, it's a different story. Paris, to me, it's got a big population. It's got a bigger population of those double digits. Do you but, think the but, next good fish is going to come out of Paris? Oh, there's, there's been, because like there, it's closed right now. Like, there, dude, that has nothing to do with it. It's, 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 it's the way the lakes are being made, the makeup on the lakes and the way the water's coming in. Okay. You're not getting all different kinds of water coming into Paris. They screwed up DVL. They brought, not uh, yeah, DVL got, I believe, uh, Colorado River water and aqueduct water. What about Skinner? And they've got both before too. Okay. But for some, but, the makeup and the way what happened over at DBL though is once they introduced both bodies of water and just the way that affected the lake, as far as bi- biologically speaking, and just the whole makeup, it really put a hurt to the fishery. And there was a big decline a few years back. And then you got all these toxic algae blooms that we have now that we never Damn, had before. Yeah, right? So there's a lot of things happening out here. Um, We've had toxic algae blooms before, but never to the magnitude that they have now. And we have a higher population of people, more bacteria. Paris, Castaque. I mean, there's a lot of times that you shouldn't even be touching the water because of the Fuck, bacteria, because of the bacteria yeah. level. And then they close the lakes down. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've I've witnessed and seen some nasty stuff at Castaque. I mean, I won't swim in that lake. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there was times I would go in there and swim and jump in the water, but yeah. after, after seeing, after busy weekends and seeing what I've witnessed floating and seeing on the bank, I mean, dirty diapers. I mean, I mean, hey, you know where I won't, fi- I won't swim? The ocean, Lake Lake, ocean. <laughs> you fish the wall? You fucking the know? <laughs> Fuck that place, bro. <laughs> the wall is I, fucking dirt. Long Beach is dirty as fuck, bro. I love, I love the wall. Dude, the fish there, right? You do calico, you'll you'll go. Fish. So I, we do that little uh, fun thing where everyone goes out and you go out with Kenny, huh? Sometimes, a couple times. Yeah, I like yeah. to go out and get stung by a uh, sculpin. <laughs> did you get? Did you get stung recently? Right, right through the thumb. Oh, fuck. right, right through the thumb, and, the, and it stopped at my fingernail. Felt great. How long ago was that? Uh, I think it was January, sometime Shit, around January. Really? How long that hurt for? Actually, did it, you piss on it? It no. That's what you're, you're supposed uh, to I sat I sat in the boat and just, just no de- alcohol. Huh? I dealt with hey, it. Hey, no alcohol or nothing. I dealt huh? with it. I dealt with it on the boat for like two hours and then we went in. Oh, I mean, we were already on the water for a couple hours. Yeah. I wasn't going to ruin the trip, but by the time I realized, Marco's, oh, that's a nice calico, and I bounced it up on top of the kelp. And, gotcha. And and, and I was going to do the swing and 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 do this with with the line. And drop down and put my thumb in it. Mm-hmm. No sooner than I had it in mid motion coming at me, Mark goes. After he said that was a nice sculpt, <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and, and my thumb's out there ready to drop in the mouth. It spins around, and the back dorsal fin goes right through me, Oof. right, oh, right man. through my thumb, and stopped at the freaking nail. And shit. I was like, you didn't get stung. Yeah, I was wearing. Uh, Really commercial commercial grade latex gloves. Gotcha. Actually, I fish. I like fishing those commercial grade latex gloves in the wintertime when it's cold and it's damp and wet, rainy. Mm-hmm. Dude, it keeps your hands warm, right? And yeah. and 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 you're right there. You got the touch, the feel. But uh, 
I um I fished it at night. That one night I fished it at, at with you know with those guys, and I and Mark goes, "Oh, you didn't get stung. Oh, you didn't get stung." I go, oh, "I didn't get stung, huh?" Pull that glove off, squeeze, squeeze huh? the blood. I start squeezing the blood out, dude. <laughs> Coffier, I bro. I didn't get to. I didn't fall asleep till four thirty that morning. The four thirty that morning after soaking in boiling hot water for like an hour and a half. Shit. Under the sink, just hot as I can stand it. And hot, hot. And finally I was able to endure that. It took me three months to recover from it because of <laughs> oh, fuck. The, all the skin from the tip of my finger was was dying off. Shit. Dying. Dude. Just literally just dying, decaying off. And and, and it was dead. Tingling, stingy, and dead. The tip of I lost my scent, the sense on my finger for a long time. Recently, the last few weeks, I, I could just feel a little residual to it right now. Hey, thank God that wasn't your finger blasting finger, you know? It wasn't within the, my, 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 my real good finger. Yeah, yeah that's the one you yeah, handle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for delicate situations. <laughs> hey, so let's get back. To- Where are we going? <laughs> this is, the, I, I want to know about your PB swim bait fish. PB swim bait fish. Yeah. So get build up to it. You, you, you. So when you talk about fishing, you said, hey, PB you got to have the heart. Fish. You got to have caught, the heart. I've caught so many. I mean, just. So when you I were in the I, mode, I wasn't, you know I'm what I'm saying? Not, I'm not writing the list down. No, no, but no. But I mean, I got to a point where it was just like. How about your most memorable swim bait fish where you're like, wow, I, that's I mean, the one. You have to realize too, I, I, caught a, I caught a lot of those eight to 10 pound class fish mm-hmm. that I could see. Those teeners, I can't say I, 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 I've hooked. So your PB is not on a swim bait? No. It, what no. is it on? Spinner, spinner bait. Fuck, spinner I like bait. that. Spinner bait. And that's but how big? 14? 15, that's 15 to 16. That's the pirate 15, 16, yeah, on the spinner bait. Fuck. But I've hooked, I flipped them. I've, I've stuck them as big as 15, 16, mm-hmm. flipping. I mean, I've had the so-called supposedly unofficial lake record for Clear Lake. Fishing a one pre-fishing for a one bass pro am way back in the day when one bass just started. I'm in the back of the boat. Kim Manning's, you know, we're pre-fishing, and we're under this old old dock, um, dude. And we're coming around. Kim's throwing a, a rattle a rattle bait, and I'm pitching under this old dock. It's got like twelve by eights. 12 by 10 sunk off the edge of the dock, <clears throat> facing out towards the main lock, and some of them are broken out. It's an old dock. And he's throwing his rattle bait, and I'm in there pitching. Dude. Hey, Kim, I'm bit. What do I do? <laughs> Dude, this fish is, is on it, and it's taking off. What size line did you have? Do you A 20 pound. 20 pound mono? Yeah, and I, I lay into it, bro. I lay into it, and this fish... I'm like, hey, this is a big one, Kim. This fit, I had the drag button down. This fish was so freaking big, big. It literally, I'm about three feet from the dock. I mean, with the boat on parallel, it literally drew, it pushed the Fuck. boat right up against the freaking dock, the pilings. And now, and luckily, it was open in the dock. It's a high dock, so it's like <clears> six <throat> feet high. Yeah. So I'm under, I'm underneath the freaking dock with this. I'm, I got a, I mean, I got like a, a bull on the end of it, a pit bull, and I'm and I'm with with three feet of line, and I'm like, yeah. and this fish is just roping me, rope. Yeah, yeah. I he, I don't have him. He's got me. He's roping me. Yeah. I'm on a freaking sixty second bull ride, okay, dude. And I'm like, and Kim is like, 
Oh, shit. He literally jumped from the bow of the boat, stood side by side. He goes, oh, my God. And I crank. He goes, bring that fish up. I bring the fish up. I mean, I literally put my thumb on the spool and brought this fish up. He literally came up like a freaking submarine on the just right on the top of the water. His freaking back was that wide across. Shit. He came goes, dude, that's over that's a lake record. (laughs) No sooner than he did that, this fish just went down. He showed himself and went down and went right through the opening cutout. On on the uh, two, twelve by twelve by eights, twelve by tens, went right Broke through, and, and no, and then I I'm like, no way, he ain't getting away. I put my finger on the thump, open the pop the hook, open the hook, straighten the hook out. Fuck, on a spinner bait? No, flipping. Flip. I'm sorry, flipping. Dude, Fuck, flipping. Just dude. open the hook up. I was like, shit. He goes, dude. <laughs> that's his favorite word, dude. Dude. Do you? That's all I heard. Dude, do you know how big that was? You just had the lake record. Fuck. I had no idea idea what the lake record was i'm just pre-fishing yeah and it was amazing 60 seconds whatever i had it wasn't long but just long enough to see it if he had a long net long enough handle net we could have put we could have put it in the boat yeah but as far as you know swim baits lots of lots of decent fish you know yeah but you know i didn't fish it exclusively no, 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 no. I fished the windows of opportunity, you know, and I knew when. You read usually, the water, like you said. You, you read, read the water, water but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you got to. But okay. you get to a point, lake levels dictate where, when you're going to throw certain baits to. Remember that lake levels, okay, time of year or two. There's so many things that come into play. Um, back then, we had more opportunities because of the trout stockings, you know, and I kept it simple and basic, too. I mean, I didn't go on... We didn't have a lot of options back in the day either, too. Okay? We really didn't. Um, very, very limited. But, I like again, I should have taken my striper baits and my applications and transferred that over a little bit more to Castake instead of, you know... And then I'm focusing on traveling and going up north and fishing conventional yeah, tackle yeah. and doing that. But then you got guys like Byron Velvick that... Freaking, you know, he took the he took the swim bait and did a number on that back in the day, and I was there during those times. You know, I mean, I seen the best of the best. I mean, I fished against G- uh, Yellis Murray on the Colorado River. Oh, I fished against them up up north. Yeah, you know, and that that whole generation, you know, those guys, those those that was West Coast West Coast guys, the early yeah. early early pioneers that transformed transformed from West Coast to united states basically international national they went all over and fish and yeah and, I, and it was great but to i'm glad i was there i was glad to experience it glad to be around it and see all of it different different ways of angles and i mean just to see it i mean just to see how people's lives changed i've seen a lot of them change you know i broke bread bread with some of the biggest people been around with some of the best people best fishermen and just listening i don't i'd rather just keep my mouth shut and just hear what they have to say and that's how i've been pretty pretty much you know i was telling you um about that that big fish that i caught and it wasn't even a big fish the yeah the so-called largest big fish option for team oh yeah yeah, team fishing that you know i just came up it's like dude i was like 
fishing a team <laughs> tournament that my buddy goes let's fish this tournament you yeah. know so we go and fish it and aaron martin's is standing behind me signing in and he came out and he was already Which is wild you're like Fuck, and, and, and i mean this dude, well right? back I mean, back then you never know who was going to show up but martin you know aaron was already branching out and doing his thing yeah and being very successful so here ron cervanka is hosting he's the waymaster mm-hmm. and i don't know actually who was the, who was the actual organization then but we fished and had so many different types of tournaments that were offered to us. Um, and a lot of them, a, a good majority of them didn't even give a trophy out. You just got a, 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 a piece of paper, a placard paper, you know, inscription, and then you got a, a check. Yeah. You know, and I just, I take those and just throw them in the trash and go cash my check. You know, I don't those, the paper didn't mean nothing to me. I was just yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, but what am I going to do with that? You yeah. know, but not to just, you know, just, discriminate but it's just that i was just like okay so i ended up fishing the tournament i had had a game plan and stuck to it and went and fished the the west face banks during the summertime where all the shade was and running gun with the michael and sammy dude and i i was on them i got on them and the, the shad were in the back they were they were all corralled back there the bass were chewing on them i was on a spot that had three and four pounders yeah. and i ended up sticking a four out of there wow. and my partner was just twisted up and he was spun out and just couldn't couldn't put it together and all i needed him to do is catch one fish sure. bottom line is that i put two in the boat and then we we fished around all day i think i ended up catching another one we caught three fish I ended up, I was going to leave. Ron, Ron Cervenka goes, no, stick around. Because you got a check coming. Yeah. I was like, a check? I'd go, a check for what? <laughs> I ended up, I think it was 1100 or $1,200 for a $10 option. Dude, that's nice. Dude. I mean, I, I, and, I right? mean, you got, Ron says, I just want to let you all know from my understanding that this is the largest big fish payout option I've ever seen here on the West Coast. I had no freaking idea. Wow. You know? And and there's so many milestones of me catching all these fish in tournaments that I don't I forgot. But I got to a point I was trying to calculate and look at my I was like every every other tournament I was cashing a check for a big fish option. Yeah. It was just like I was I've been blessed. You know, no matter where I went under under all these different conditions. Yeah. You know, I mean, just I got I I, I was I'm fortunate for it. Very fortunate to do that. No, I just, I, you're, I think you're a very talented dude. And like, I, dude, you're not I, fortunate. I, like, I, I'm, I'm, you put I'm your blessed. time in. Like, yeah, but I'm saying I'm, I'm fortunate to get it because I know they don't come easy. But I've been very fortunate to to like when I was fishing the proans up north. It's like. Guy, I'd always be try to be the last one in because I wanted to take up every minute possible I could consume yes. casting on the water. Yes. And I mean, I made I was running a champ a champion back then, and I made the hardest white knuckle rides. I mean, I scared the shit out of plenty of people. I mean, <laughs> literally. And I'm lucky. I mean, seriously, I ended up yeah. in a I ended up in a rice field one time. Fuck, man. Doing about seventy off the delta. Shit. I took a wrong turn, and I'm in a foot of water in a rice field, shit. dude. That 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 I have one opening that I'm heading at now, and it's a levee, and it's only about eight or ten feet wide. Shit, dude. And all I saw was this opening. And I don't know how much water. Did you trim up? You're like fucking. Of course I'm trimmed up. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is that I don't know 
what's underneath that levee, yeah. that, that opening. Yeah. How much? How much draft? I, I mean, how much? You know, what do I got? It could be seven inches. You know, who knows? Exactly. Yeah, like, and yeah, that, yeah. but I'm coming out into. Hey, a, I'm coming out to. Did it, did it pan com- out? I'm did com- it pan out? I'm coming out to a main channel. Visualize that. A channel with boats traveling, and I'm gonna just shoot through that like an arrow, <laughs> at seventy miles an hour. You're going fast as fuck. My balls huh? ended up in my throat. My partner. Hey, did it pan out though? That's you know, my part, my partner, the, the partner I had today, he's not even alive. He, pa- oh, he passed away. Guy, he passed away. Yeah. And I scared the shit out of him. <laughs> we, I said, if if we make it through, I, I thought in my head, if we make it through the levee, that's just part of it. But if we if we don't hit somebody or somebody don't hit us, we're we're, we're that's great. And we made shit. it through. And my partner was so pissed off at to me. He said, "I have never." seen anybody do anything like that i said what do you want me to do shut it down and then what we're going to be stuck you got to get there right you and we're not get, weighing yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, weighing yeah. it and then we i, I dude i cashed a check that tournament too yeah. it's just the craziness i mean i wrecked i wrecked my i wrecked my 519 i spun that out and ended up on a freaking granite mountain freaking Shit. at shasta at 50 miles an hour dude i had <laughs> i've had a couple incidents i've had a couple incidents you know but you know, some close call. I ended up on the back end of the guy's boat one time, too, on the corner of yeah. it. This guy shut down on me on the Delta right in front of me. Fuck. I learned you don't fall. But we had a big, we had a big, um, what do they call those, uh, those, those um, flat, those um, rigs, the, um, what do they call those working rigs that they have? They float, they're floating. A Delta? They're floating rigs. Yeah, they, they got, no they got a crane on them. Uh, barge, floating okay. barge. We got a floating working okay. barge coming at us on a channel, main channel, one of the off man, one of the right. off channels. It's a su- good sizable channel. Yeah. And I'm in a tournament, and this dude shuts down right in front of me. Literally shuts down. Uh. And if I would have went further out, dude, I had this. I had a roller coming at me at about six feet high. So now I'm like, what do I do? And and I did. I never thought this guy was going to shut down that hard. And it's almost like he put it in reverse. And all I'd, I'm climbing up like this, and I never saw his boat. I literally lost, I lost sight of this dude's <laughs> boat. And I, and I'm turning the wheel and going like this, so I can kind of buy some time, and maneuver it, slow it down. And I just caught the back end corner of his boat and just fractured a little bit of his gel coat. You oh, know, shit. but it could have been worth. It. All I remember his partner looking at me, and and when I'm coming down, and his partner just looking at me. I would, if I would have, you know, can you imagine another five feet? Yeah, I would have been done. On, I would have, five six feet yeah. i could have been on top of him you know but those are things that happen you know and and experiences and you know we all have we all have no, such close calls I but I agree. i've seen it been through it you know and i've walked away from it i should have been dead a long time ago i crashed my <laughs> i crashed my porsche at over 110 miles an hour so you know you I, live hard i bro. walked i you walked live hard motorcycles you know in that too i crashed and, and burned on a few times too and yeah. you know i I'm I'm here for a reason. There's a reason why I'm still here. I buried my family, I buried everybody around me, but there's a reason right. God's kept me here. And you know what? I'm making the best of it. I'm fishing and I'm taking care of myself right now for what I for what I can do for what time I have left because who knows? Tomorrow may never come. Can't take it with you either. You know? Yeah, 100%. Uh there's one thing I want to talk to you about. Uh so Oliver has an amazing fucking video on YouTube about sea deck and uh you helped him i haven't seen the video <laughs> you don't look at youtube real i i on i i honestly don't spend a lot of time i mean 
No, this is like a long time ago. I think it's for his aluminum boat, Oliver. Uh, you do something really fucking cool, like it. Uh, I I did re- I did they, the sea deck. I yes. did the sea deck. So they I, redid the wood. I did. The, the only s- reason I, I ask is because I'm gonna do that. So uh, I'm hoping it could help other people. Uh, check out Oliver's channel. I think it's on Big Bass Dreams. I'm not sure, but check it out. He gives a whole breakdown. He shows you working on it, and another white dude. What's it uh, regarding the sea deck? I showed you guys building the whole deck out. Oh, well, regarding the deck. Okay. The deck about okay. prepping it because okay. I'm the, going like, hey, what do I got to use? What kind of wood? Uh, how do I seal it? And you have the answer. So I'm like, well, my this approach, is great. my approach would be if, if, if I had the driver, if I was under the driver's seat, I mean, actually had the driver's wheel, it would have been, it would have been a, considerably a lot of different things that I would have done differently engineering wise so then engineering wise and everybody's different yeah but but no, me, no, 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 but, no. but myself engineering wise I would do things differently and look back but the thing is I came in midstream somewhat and I just took what was happening and brought it to a point where I made things more materialized and kept and, things control in a controlled atmosphere yes not not being put together in the driveway you know, a couple hours a day or whatever, this or that. It was in controlled environment under my garage and I could focus and engineer it. That was the whole thing is the engineering part and that's where things needed to be. More. And again, <clears throat> what I'll do is I'll, I'll post a link to Oliver's video because <coughs> it's a great, it's a great uh, fucking uh, build if you want to do sea deck. Now, well, any boat, any, any, bo- any boat, any yes. boat, sea deck, but, aluminum, but the key but this is aluminum. But and wood. the key is the key is is the plywood, and most people make their mistakes and cut corners on plywood, and they go half inch or they. Skim. And you got to make or they a, don't. Or you got to make a point. Or this they is don't, aluminum with wood. They don't. Yes, they don't go with marine grade. Yes. Key is my 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 two cents five eighths five eighths thickness marine grade. Okay. Minimum. Okay. You won't get flex. You won't get the warp like you get in half inch. Half inch curls, it doesn't it doesn't weather as well, and you and you can't anchor to it. Remember that you have to anchor. You have to have anchoring points too. Half inch isn't a good uh, substrate for anchoring to. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I, I performed miracles. <laughs> I I modified. I modified with what was given to me. <laughs> You know, and hey, then, and then he we, performs miracles. I mean, well, then too, you know, <laughs> I'm just then, fucking I mean, but then out. also, you know, you got shoestring, shoestring budgets too. You got to work with too, and free labor. So what can I say? You know, I mean, I mean, I work for food. Okay, so what can I say? But what I'm saying is that you make the best of what you got. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is it was a great project. Things were good. I mean, it's it's it was a kick in the ass. You know, physically, but other than that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you you gotta engineer things properly, put it on paper. Mark helped me tremendously with the logistics regarding the electrical part of it. I'm not an electrical guy. Everything, I, I mean, I should have brought you the in-depth panels that I built. I mean, this the engineering and what was put together. Like if you were building a full-blown bass boat and manufacturing a bass boat where, you know, you have everything designed to hold and maintain the integrity of all the components that you're putting on the boat. And uh, the only reason I bring this up is because I've seen Oliver do it and looks great. Uh, Chris Purcell from Swimming Underground did the same thing. Looks great, but he had them do it. They did their deck a certain different way. But I'm like, if someone can give some insight, and I think you could, uh, on how to do it on your own, 
And I, you can give the tips. That's I, why. I, yeah. And don't think I'm like, I'm there, not giving a jab at Oliver. I'm not giving it. I just want to, I want people to be able to know like, hey, this is how he'll do it if he was going to do it in an aluminum boat. Lots of dudes want to build shit. So I'm thinking you could help them. And like I said, I'll push you to Oliver's fucking link. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it costs money. Number one, guys. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. nothing's cheap. Okay. Nothing is cheap, but it all depends on how long you want to keep the boat, you know? And I, I like sea deck for what it is. And I could see, I mean, have I, you ever I, looked at HydroTurf? No. Same thing, just a cheaper version, like they're in Anaheim. I, I look at it that, I look at Sea Deck or any of those type of materials as temporary coverings. How long are you giving that? I, I, long, How long are you long, giving that? Longevity, longevity is my biggest issue I have. With, what do you give with your, the, your, with your any time? Of the, with any of the products, I, I hate carpet. I hate me car- too. I hate carpet with a passion. Yeah. I really do. But with today's materials and the world we live in, there's no reason why we can have better products. Now, obviously, when you only have one or two companies making a certain material, they're gonna freaking stick you for it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad product, but I'm saying they got leverage. Mm-hmm. You get more people in the in the mix. There's gonna be a war out price war out there. There's other options. There's other substrates and materials yeah. coming. It will happen eventually. And the thing about it is that it's all being computerized, digitally done, CNC, CNC cut out. They can come out and make a pattern for you. Depends on the situation, or you can make. The, they'll send you the the template, yes. and you make your own, or the materials for the template. You make your own template, which you know you can do as well. And then you mark everything down. You do it with a sharpie. Yes, and. You mark and identify each compartment and each cutout for each latch and such. You do all that accordingly. As long as your template doesn't move while you're tracing, you're fine. You roll it up, put in a tube, and send it back to them, and then they sh- they'll ship you out the whole the whole C deck cutout. It comes in a big box. It's rolled. You have to lay it out in the sun. Lay it, let it. Go flat and get pliable. The key is you want it hot, a hot day, sun. I laid it out, laid out the sea deck. I dry fitted every part before I even threw it on the ground out in the part in the driveway mm-hmm. to make sure they they I'm gonna I got the parts that are gonna work. I had a couple pieces that were off a little, three eighths of an inch, and that's a lot. Oh, there, fuck there were yeah, some de- there were some discrepancies. And I, I laid it out in, the, in a probably 80-degree day mm-hmm. and laid it out there and let it get pliable. But I, I know vinyl, uh, computer vinyl graphics, I've done a lot of applications yeah, yeah, yeah. in the business, and I've done a lot. So I'm skilled labor. I can do a lot of different things. So I had to fudge it a little bit and compensate and make it work, and I did, and I pulled it off. But one thing about the C-Deck, I noticed that they do the cutouts for the engraving for the logos. They they cut them out a little too deep in some cases. To me, they shouldn't go as deep because then you only have a thin, thin layer between that and the actual plywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all it takes is somebody with Vibram shoes or have a little... Pe- you got a rock in your in your shoe. Our heels. Dude. <laughs> well, yeah, he starts putting strippers on the boat. I mean, we know where that's going, but you Not know me. what? I hey, love my wife. I love my but wife. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, you know, some of some of us put strippers on the boat. So all I Not can me, say, girl. strippers strippers, and sea deck don't go together, <laughs> you know? 
So, but even a big treble hook, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, a yeah. treble hook on a C deck, dude, you throw in big baits yeah. and a treble hook on a C deck and you hook the edge of the, the, the logo, the cutout. And, you, and dude, yeah, that's it's you're slicing it, yeah. you know. So yeah. the pros and cons, it, it 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 repels it repels a lot of stuff. It's 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 good. It's it's as far as heat, it you don't have that heat. Deal with the heat, you know. But like I say, life, life, the life expectancy of a, of C deck. I, what do you think? I I would personally I can't I can't say something I don't know but I don't think it will last as long as carpet. That I would say in the first, right out of the gate. So carpet lasted for me. I, I got a, I got original carpet in my boat. It, yeah, but I take it out to the wall. So okay. Like, well, salt water is a different story. Two years. Two years. I don't know. I mean, with blood and well, shit. Well, don't for, don't, for, don't forget it. don't forget C Dick evolved around. Evolved around, I believe, high end boats too, mm -hmm. and and back in Florida, is that yeah. right, Florida? Yeah, I think so. So and you know those people, they hose off their boats, and a lot of them don't fish, yeah. you know, and they're out there, <laughs> they're out there just lounging and this and that. But yeah, but I've seen it. I've seen some beautiful, beautiful applications of it. I knew nothing about the product. I just you know saw what it was and saw a high performance adhesive, sticky adhesive, very easy to work with. But you gotta have a little experience and take your time, and you can do it. Um, I wouldn't say for it's 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 workable for everybody as far as application, but a good majority of people, common sense, and and don't get ahead of yourself. You can put it down, and like I say, if you can get a, pri a price cut on it, a deal on it as well, handle it. You know that yeah. would be that would be a good deal too. I like C deck. Like I say, I really do. Over carpet, longevity though I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to get a new boat with C deck. I mean, yeah. I wanted. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I was hoping there was other other options as well too. And I guarantee you, in the next three to five years, you're going to see some changes. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, a uh, West Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> we we're going to do this in a series. Same shit we did with Butch. We want to do with Butch. Um. How much we, time we got? We've we where, been, we, where we at? We're doing like almost two hours, I think, so far. No. <laughs> so what I want you to do is give a little message on what you what you want to say to people, you know, right now. Uh, positive, right? You got a lot to say. I feel like you're a really positive guy. You you got a lot of good things to say, so why not say something good to dudes? I don't like, want to make anybody cry. Oh, I want to cry. Said your puddles full. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> no, see, see, Bedti if you, bedtime story. Hey, bedtime, if you were, if bedtime you were, stories for everybody. Hey, bedtime stories with uh, Sancho Claus full. <laughs> uh, you want to say something to some dudes and be like, hey, if someone could remember me, what are they going to remember me for? You know, like uh, I'm, I'm not a, about that. I, I'm not. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm not even. A, I'm not worried or concerned about this or who this. You what think they so? think. What they think or this or that. Be honest with you. You're going to you have people. You, you're going to. You're going to have people that'll hate you. People will love you. But you know what? It, it, I, I'll give you a perfect example. I was. A, I was a while back. I was on Skinner and, dude, I was there. The only boat in this one cove, and and these knuckleheads were in the back, and. uh all I could say is the one guy was taught was I wanted to tell him, hey, I got a good connection where you can get some singing lessons, right? 
But I thought that to myself. I was like, man, that's pretty bad. He's, yeah. He ruined every song that came up, you know, on the radio, on the on the on the on the on the, on the radio he had there. Yeah. And then his partner shows up. He goes, I hope that dude falls over and drowns. Fuck, and they were talking about me. That's horrible. Like I was imp- impeding in their area. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. in their way. And I was what three, three, four hundred feet from them. Shit. Maybe five hundred yeah, feet from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They think I can't hear them. So I'm like, really, dude? You're really gonna go there, huh? You really want me to fall over and drown? That's that's how smart you are, huh? That's the compassion we have for this younger generation. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm bar- I'm bothering nobody, and I'm not yeah. even I'm not even fishing for their fish. Yeah. And I'm not even planning on going near them. And I'm minding my own business, and I got to hear that. I'm like, back at back, you never heard shit like that before. I mean, I don't know how many times I had freaking two ounce weights flying at me with practically shit, striper man. guys, yeah. just because I'm catching fish, and I'm offshore somewhere in the middle. I'm I'm bothering nobody. Yeah. But these guys, and I'm releasing them, and they're pissed off. And I won't say what ethnicity they are, but they're pissed off at me. But they're dude, Mexican for sure. They're Mexican. I, no, no. I'm just fucking with you. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Dude, I, I've literally taken my boat and put put it on the freaking, literally have thrown my boat right on their, right on their doorstep. <laughs> and, 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 and like, what's the next step? Yeah. And then they think I'm crazy. I go, yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah. But you want to take it to that next level. Yeah. And it's like I took three guys on at one time, and I was like, "Is it?" And I thought back, "Is it worth it? Is it really worth it?" And then one guy goes, "Dude, you're freaking crazy." I go, "Yeah, I'm crazy." So who's gonna go first? You know? And it was like I cut every one of the freaking lines too. They all had like 20. maybe just tell everyone they had, to calm down. They had all maybe, like, right? You know, it's just like why does it have to be like that? You know, it's like people today. The people of today, I hate to say it because it's such a big melting pot we have now, mm-hmm. opposed to 20, 30, 40 years ago. Believe me, I've seen a lot in their most recent most recent uh, weeks with this whole corona thing. The The biggest letdown of, of humanity I've seen in my whole life is more recent. I mean, I've seen it throughout my life, but now, more recently, dude, I, I'm in a melting pot, a really melting pot, and it's live or die i come to the terms it will be you can come down to 11 die situations yeah. history repeats itself and there's a lot of shit that i've heard and seen throughout the world and it's horrible and 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 believe me i i mean i i know the evil and i know the good and and that's the problem people don't know the difference and people just put themselves in the middle and they don't seem to really take notice of what the reactions, what they say, and be accountable for their reactions. Integrity is something we don't have anymore. Yeah. We've lost integrity and respect, common courtesy. We're all going to grow old. We're all going to need help. But nobody's paying attention to the, of the weak, mm-hmm. the elderly, the sick. All I can say is, is take care of your loved ones. Cherish them. They won't ever be here forever. And and everybody out there, you know, waiting in line to get in the lake. Everybody, be nice. Be, being in a hurry. Yeah. You know, listen, the lakes aren't. They're always going to be there. They're not going anywhere. It's just having respect. You don't have to run over run over everybody. You know, DVL last week. I had a guy, freaking, just roll up on me. I mean, I rolled up on I rolled up on a spot that I'm a, I'm a good two three hundred feet away. Easy two three hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. Maybe further. 
And the dude, he, he, he was pulling up his trolling motor right when I got there. He came over, and I'm pulling the rod out for my buddy to hand him a rod to fish. And I marked some good fish on this spot, way on the outside, mm-hmm. okay? And I, these new motors, you can't even hear them. This dude's 50 feet away from me, just with a big uh, inshore boat. Man overboard. Just running like right next to me. And I look at my buddy, Matt. I go, dude. He goes, he's sight scanning your shit right now. Shit, I go, is that? Dude. So that's what it's all about, huh? I couldn't hear him. I, I'm, I'm just trying to yeah. pull a rod out of the yeah. locker. So... I'm like, dude, I go, really? Is what that a dick, dude. And this is on a weekday, but yeah. I'm saying it's it's getting bad. But what I'm saying is, look, Paris is going to open up soon. Let's be let's let's be cordial. Civil, Civil cordial, yeah. just respectful because come on, half the guys that come out in the spring and the summer, they disappear to that once it gets hot. They take their 80000 $80, dollars boats and throw them and put them back away, and then they'll come out. <laughs> they'll come out in springtime and sight fish, and you know, and then put a big bait on it and say, "I caught it sight, uh, caught a swim bait fish." You oh, know, look at I that. mean, come on, it's a game, you know, and that happens. It happens a lot, but what can I say? I'm going to piss people off. That's what I'm going to do. You know, it's the truth. But the facts are the facts. People need to just enjoy themselves, and you don't have to beat your chest. Just go out there and make the best of it, of what you can make it, and that's all you can do. And whatever you're, you're blessed with that day, that's what you do. And improve on your skills. Right now, if you're locked up, improve on all your weaknesses. Yeah. Write it on paper, apply it, and look at it. I don't care if it's come terminal tackle, whatever you want to do, whatever your weaknesses are, work on your weaknesses. Be a better, be a, be a better fisherman. Be more functional, versatile. Whatever you are, work on it. Don't go to the lake and then trying to do it there. <clears throat> Put it on paper <coughs> and prep yourself mentally and then apply it. That's that's what I could tell you. Live today like it's your last day and and truly, truly respect everybody around you and your loved ones because one day you won't have them. And our lakes today and what we have is not what I had before. I've lost so much. And the few and the ones that know the game out there and what we've had, we never knew how good we had it, and now yeah. it's all gone. Yeah, It is all gone for the most part. I'll never see it come back in my lifetime. But the fact is the generation now, they are trying to be rewarded too quick, too soon, yeah. and not willing to put in the work. And, and they have everything accessible to them, you know, accessibility, <clears throat> which I never did. Yeah. I had to read it. I had to read it. I had to follow it, whether it be a magazine or a, a weekly Western Outdoor News or whatever. I had Bassmasters or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and that's where I had to pull it from and just kind of put the put the pieces of the puzzle together and apply it and figure it out. Damn, you're dropping knowledge bombs, man. I'm but, telling you. Um, you do you have Instagram or no? You don't. It's private account. I, I, I honestly, do, I, I, I engage. I engage with some people out there. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. PM. It's all PM stuff. And I. I okay. What's your I allow, private account? If I, you, if I you expect. I if allow. You, yeah. I allow myself to interact with certain people, and there's a lot of garage bait guys that I'll interact to, or say a, lot, a few. There's some good, good people out there. Some good stuff out there, and there's a lot of junk out there. But there's a lot of good, good mm-hmm. out there too. But um. I'll tell you what, I, I see a lot of good stuff happening and I see just, you know, just 
average things happening as well, which no, no disrespect, but there are some people that are separating themselves from the rest. And I appreciate, I really appreciate you know, design and developing in mark and marketing the way some of the guys are doing stuff. Uh, it, it encourages me and, and just makes me feel good because I could do all that. I just can't. My I don't, I don't have the hands I had yeah, yeah. 20, 30 years ago. I have it here, but I can't put it here yeah. and, and apply it all. But I look at this style and I'm like, gosh, I'm like, I see what they're doing. I get it. I've yeah. dabbled into some of it. Yeah. I tweak a I have a. I have techniques and certain things I do that... Believe me, if you want to stay on top or if you want to be out there, you got to tweak some stuff out. Yeah. And I, I, I don't fish a lot of stuff that's right out of the box. I do a lot of mods, and I and I take things to a different level, mm-hmm. you know, and just the subtleties. But we can get into that another time. But there's yeah, so much yeah. more. Like to I get. said, I want to so do much, a. Uh... There's so much more, you know. And right now, you know, we hit. You know, a few things here. We didn't even talk about Hank Parker, you know. Yeah, but, we got but, another but, we got another podcast in us. So <clears throat> what I want to do is just uh this is a dude that I think the local guy that has a lot of history, so I wanted to have him on. Um check him out on his Instagram. I don't know what it is, he's private, so uh, but other than that, if you see him, say hi. Bass Jesus, you know who he is, right? You see the hair? <laughs> yeah. Uh thank you again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh Again, support performance. This is where I met this guy. And definitely, uh, we'll definitely. see you on the next one. And hopefully we get another one out a couple months with uh, Kelly. So thanks again, Kelly. I appreciate it. I'll be available. All right. <laughs>